Hey, mama. So when you're running a business, trying to be a present mama, wife, and all of the things, sometimes your health gets put on the back burner. Personally, this is something I am guilty of. The thing is that we can't be our best selves if we don't prioritize our health. In today's episode, I chat with personal trainer and wellness coach Esther Avant about prioritizing your health and nutrition as a mompreneur. One thing I absolutely love about this conversation is that Esther provides easy-to-implement, actionable tips for getting started with taking better care of yourself as a busy mama. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Hey, mama. Welcome to the Mama Term Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is a podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot, mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, put in those earbuds, and let's dive in. All right, today on the Mama Term Mompreneur podcast, I'm sitting down to chat with Esther Avant, and we're talking all about prioritizing your health and nutrition as a mompreneur. So Esther, welcome to the show. Please tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do, and all about your family. Love it. That's so funny. That's very almost identical to how I introduce guests and ask them to tell um, tell their stories. So I am a personal trainer and sports nutritionist. I've been doing that my entire career, coming up on 20 years. And I own an online health and weight loss coaching business called EA Coaching. I'm a military spouse. My husband is active duty Navy. Actually, yesterday was his 13-year anniversary. I'm a mom of a four, almost five-year-old boy. And I have been a mompreneur since my son was born. One of the big milestones in my business was really investing in a mentorship program, which I did when my son was six weeks old. And I was listening to the modules while, you know, up in the middle of the night doing feedings and jotting down notes on a pad. And in the time that I've been a mom and a business owner, my business has really catapulted forward, which is the opposite of kind of what I was expecting. Or I, I think prior to becoming a mom, I felt like, how can I possibly do it all? I'm barely, <laughs> barely doing all the business things. How am I going to add this human into the mix and not feel like I'm constantly failing? So it was really a pleasant surprise and really reassuring to see that I actually could do it all and that I didn't lose myself in the mix. So right now we are brand new. We're back to San Diego after about 10 years. We were recently living in Germany. We've been in DC, Hawaii. And part of what I've loved about running my business is that it's been able to come with me to all those places. So I think it's so, so incredible, the opportunity that we have to 
have careers and build businesses and do it from home while raising kids. And the thing that I'm hoping you'll take from today's episode is that you can do all those things and also keep yourself and your health on the priorities list because I feel like that's often what ends up on the back burner is like you just give to the business, you give to the family, you give to the the spouse, and then you tell yourself whatever's left over will be for me and there's nothing left over. <laughs> and eventually you wake up and you're like, what happened? Where where are my hobbies? Where are my friends? Where's that body that I you know used to have? Um, and it really is possible to juggle all of those responsibilities, including yourself and to, to truly have it all. Yes, I absolutely love that. And thank you for just sharing your story and everything. And um, what we're going to talk about today, it's it's truly important because you're right. Usually taking care of ourselves, especially I feel like when it comes to like the exercising and nutrition, often put off. So super excited to chat with you about this and just get some tips and everything on how we can make sure we're prioritizing our health and nutrition. So let's start with what mistakes do you see like mompreneurs make when it comes to balancing their business, motherhood and health? The first thing is holding themselves to an impossible standard. I think a lot of us probably identify as perfectionists. We always want to do our absolute best at all the things, all the time. And when we hit our stride and we're doing all that, it feels amazing. But there are so many variables outside of our control that threaten that perfection through no fault of your own. You have a client who needs something urgently. You have a kid who gets sick and can't go to daycare. Your partner is traveling and now all of the things are falling on you. There are so many reasons that making perfection your standard is not a good idea. And I know that's a tough thing to break because we're just kind of conditioned from a very early age that you always, that that perfection is is the standard. So deciding that you're okay with letting your best be good enough is one of the best things you can do. And to recognize this pattern of being all in, trying to do all the things, and then everything kind of come crumbling down is not working. And I know I experienced that in my business too, is part of why I love talking about health stuff is because it so closely parallels the business stuff too, where when you're first getting started, you feel like you're doing everything right and you're working so hard and you don't have much to show for it. You don't have a whole lot of momentum going yet. You don't have a lot of evidence saying what you're doing is working, whether that's the scale going down or the money coming in, it can feel really hard to keep going. But If you continue to stop whenever you get frustrated or feel like it's not working, you're never going to get to the point where you have the evidence that it is. So set the bar lower. Be really realistic with yourself and look at the last couple of weeks. How many workouts have I gotten in? If that answer is zero or one or, you know, it's been inconsistent, do not set your expectation for the upcoming week at seven days a week or even five days a week. Start where you are and gradually add over time. It doesn't matter if that's one workout for the next three weeks. If you've been doing zero, that's a step in the right direction. And once one is just feeling more normal, add in the second and continue doing that until you eventually get to where you want to kind of settle in. Very much like with your business, if you're thinking, what social media platforms do I want to be involved in? Oh, I'll join TikTok and I'll do YouTube and I'll start a podcast and I'll be on Facebook and I'll do Instagram and I'll do Snapchat and all the things. And you can't meet that that bar for yourself. Pick one platform, learn it, experience it, get consistent with it, 
then decide, do I want to add another? So that unrealistic expectation, I think, is the, well, actually, that's not how I phrased it at first. So so that impossibly high standard, I think, is mistake number one. The unrealistic expectation of what kind of result you're going to get from the effort you're making is the second mistake I see mompreneurs making. The wishful thinking that I'm going to lose five pounds a week. I'm going to immediately be signing high ticket clients. And then the frustration and the defeat of, well, I only lost a pound. Or I, you know, signed one client, but for not very much, and she's on a payment plan, to just accept that any journey worth being on is going to be a process. And to look for progress outside of just the single metric that we think about, which is usually money and the scale. So starting to look at what are the other improvements that I'm seeing? Are my clothes fitting better? Do I have more energy? And am I more productive because I'm not you know, falling asleep at my desk? Am I less irritable with my kids because I actually have the energy to play with them and get through the day? Am I just more pleasant in general because I'm sleeping better and I'm moving my body and I'm feeling it with nutritious foods? What are the other benefits of the actions that you're taking, knowing that if you continue to focus on those, the outcome is going to follow, but you really need to be in it for the long haul. I love that. Like those are really great tips and just things that we probably often don't consider and whatnot and how it's impacting us. And I love what you said. Yeah, it's both with your business and your health and nutrition is just taking that first step and being realistic. So like you said, if you haven't been exercising, no, don't say you're going to commit to five days a week. And I I get why you're saying that too, because it's like when we don't do it, then we start to feel the guilt. We start to feel the shame. We start to beat ourselves up and different things. And so just looking at like, okay, what is one thing that I can do to take a step forward? And then little by little adding in more and everything. So that is such a great tip. That's exactly it. And you actually reminded me of one other, which is the belief that doing these things needs to take a lot of time. It just doesn't. We kind of, we get these like anchors in our heads of I need to work out for an hour or it doesn't count or I need to be meal prepping for half my day on Sunday or it's not worth doing. But in reality, just going for a walk, just getting up and moving during your workday and doing some bodyweight exercises, doing 20, 30 minutes of strength training, just having nutritious foods in your fridge, all of those are really impactful and I think if we're if we go into it thinking it's going to take so long, then of course it's hard to find the time. But if you're realistic and you're willing to find some time, you realize I don't actually need as much as I thought I did. I just need to be more intentional about when those opportunities arise. When I have that 10, 15 minutes between calls or between you know ending my workday and going to pick up my kids, instead of those becoming I'm just going to squander them scrolling on my phone. If you capitalize on them, okay, that's 10 minutes of walking now, that's 10 minutes of chopping some veggies for later, that's 10 minutes of whatever, whatever, those add up and really get the the ball rolling. Once it's once you're looking for those opportunities, it's that much easier to carve out a little bit more and have even more of an impact. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, and so I know a lot of times like when people think health and nutrition, they're thinking like, oh, losing weight, getting in shape. But outside of that, like, what would you say are the benefits of regular exercise and eating healthy? One of the biggest ones, I think, is improving your confidence and repairing your relationship with yourself and your reputation with yourself. You touched on something 
a minute ago where, you know, we set these goals and then we don't reach them and then we feel guilty about it. And then we kind of get caught up in that downward spiral. It doesn't seem like it, but every time you set one of those really kind of outlandish goals and you fall short of it, you're kind of chipping away at your reputation with yourself. Just like you want to be a a reliable friend and you want the people around you to know when I when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. I'll pick up the airport. I'll get the dry cleaning. I'll the things get done because I can be, I'm trustworthy. But when it only affects ourselves, we kind of throw all that to the wind. Like, eh, it doesn't matter. I say stuff all the time. I don't do it. And that takes a toll over time. All of those little, you know, quote unquote failures add up and you just start to see yourself in this light of, eh, if it's only me, it doesn't matter. And it does matter. So one of the things that I think all obviously benefits your health, but also spills over into every other area of your life is repairing that, proving to yourself. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. I follow through. I can be counted on. And that just skyrockets your confidence. You start to think, look at all this other stuff that I've done, especially in the gym. When you get used to pushing yourself, using heavier weights, going faster, doing things your brain is telling you, this is too hard. I want to stop. When you train yourself to push through those, that lesson stays with you with everything else. You hit a roadblock in work. And instead of being like, oh, no, I need to give up. You're like, all right, I thought I had to give up on that workout and I didn't. So the same probably applies here. I am somebody who can figure things out. I am somebody who can do more than she thinks. So that I think is one of the biggest kind of ancillary benefits of prioritizing your health. I would say the other one that most of our clients end up experiencing is the joy of really truly just getting more out of life enjoying playing with your kids on the playground more because you're not winded or self-conscious about what you look like or if people are judging you. Having more quality time with your spouse because you're not so stressed all the time and you're feeling better about yourself. You're more likely to want to be intimate. You're more fun to be around as far as your friends go because you're not constantly tearing yourself down. So just every relationship, every aspect of your life can improve just by doing a few things for yourself. And we tend to think in terms like, oh, it's selfish. Every other These other people need me. It's selfish not to because nobody is getting the best of you if you're not taking care of yourself. And the ripple effect starts at the center and goes outward. So you not only do you deserve to be a priority, period, and to do these things regardless, but if you're using your family or your business to justify not you're actually holding yourself back and not getting as much out of your relationships or your life as you could if you prioritize your health. I love that. And I love what you've said about how like when we make these commitments for ourselves and we don't do it, we're not, you know, being reliable for ourselves. And I never really thought about it that way, but that is so true. And you know, as we make these commitments to ourselves and we do them, that's how you build up that resilience as well to just keep going and pressing forward. So that, wow, like that was just like a complete (laughs) mindset shift for me. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So for us busy mompreneurs, I know for me personally too, like I like I try to like cook and everything like that, but it's like sometimes hard because like finding different recipes and everything is like you look at the time that it's going to take. It's like, uh, I don't want to do that. So do you have any like go to quick and healthy recipes 
for us as busy mompreneurs, but also too, because you know how picky kids can be, but some that are like kid approved as well. (laughs) It's so tough. It's like trying to find a unicorn that I think a lot of us not only have picky kids, but also picky spouses. And there's so many boxes that you're trying to check simultaneously that something has to give. And it often ends up being that we just kind of cave to, well, I'll just eat whatever like nobody else will complain about. And, you know, I'll take the, the L on this one. What I recommend, what I do personally with my family and what we teach our clients and they have a ton of success with is to instead of looking for these meals that just so happen to check all of those boxes, you start thinking just in terms of individual ingredients that can be mixed and matched in different variations based on each person. So for example, last night we did pasta with ground beef and my son calls it red sauce and some roasted veggies. It was very easy for us to customize. My son wants the noodles separate with the sauce to dip in and basically no veggies. My husband is 100 pounds bigger than me. He has much higher calorie needs. So he gets, you know, kind of double what I do. I really load up on the veggies. And because I am a volume eater and I like to see a lot of food on my plate, I usually swap out the pasta for something, um, an alternative, a spaghetti squash or a zoodle or shirataki noodles that are lower calorie, higher volume, and more satiating for me. So it's the same core ingredients. I'm just not dumping them all together and then saying like, well, too bad that nobody wants this exact thing. Another one we do really often is a fajita type meal where I'll make some some meat, usually chicken or um, or beef, but sometimes we'll do shrimp. And then I do a bunch of you know peppers, onions, mushroom type veggies. And then it's just sort of like this um, buffet style. I'll have regular rice and cauliflower rice. I'll have wraps and I'll have greens. And everybody just gets to decide this is what I want. This is how I want to combine them and in what quantities. So I know it might sound like a lot that you're like, oh, you're making a bunch of ingredients. But the benefit is then you have those leftovers to continue eating from the next couple of days. Um, So even if you're not wanting to spend a lot of time meal prepping, doing just some batch cooking big batch of roasted veggies, potatoes at the beginning of the week, some chicken in the crock pot, ground up some or brown up some ground beef, and then make sure that you have the convenient stuff on hand to supplement with. There is no prize. I remember somebody telling me when I was about to give birth, like there's no prize for doing it without drugs. And just like that, there's no prize for like cooking every meal from scratch. Convenience foods exist for very good reason. And if there's anybody who, you know, is, is likely to, to benefit from them, it's busy mompreneurs. So having some wraps on hand, some bread, Greek yogurt, pre-chopped veggies, fruit that you can buy already cut, just those things that you can grab when you need something fast, or you can supplement the rest of your meals with. That can make a big difference. So say you've done that sort of fajita type night, and now you have leftover meat and veggies, you toss that in a wrap, there's your breakfast, your, your lunch the next day. So that's one of the the most efficient ways to do it is stop trying to find the one meal that exists that will satisfy everyone and just start thinking like, what are the, what's the core components here? And then what are sort of the offshoots of that, that will serve one person more than others. And, you know, there's no shame. And I use steam fresh veggies a ton of the time. I'll I'll buy uh, potatoes that are already chopped. I'll microwave our rice. Like I'm, I'm cutting corners left and right because it makes a difference. So don't, again, don't hold yourself to this unrealistic ideal that 
you're doing it wrong if you're relying on stuff like that. You're not. You're getting nutritious meals on the table for your family in a way that also allows you to be a person and run a business. I love that. Um, And that idea of kind of doing like buffet style and everything that does simplify it. Like, yeah, it may seem like you're doing a lot. But like you said, if you're doing like the meal prepping and different things like that, you know, there are ways you can simplify it. So I, I love that. That's a really great strategy for like, deciding on recipes for your family and everything. Um, so as we start to wrap up, um, I know one thing that we often struggle with, with prioritizing our health and nutrition is being consistent. And so do you have any advice for, you know, staying consistent with, you know, we we decide like, okay, you know what, I'm going to prioritize my health and nutrition. So what can we do to like, keep that going? I love talking consistency and the lack thereof is the reason most people aren't reaching their goals. It's not some big thing you're missing out on. It's that it's hard to do the things for long enough that we see the the payoff and especially with our health where it needs to be a you know a lifelong commitment. It's very easy to, you know, be be good for a few weeks and then sputter out and so number 1 recognize the fact that there are going to be ups and downs in this journey. You're going to have times where you're motivated and you're gung-ho and you're like, yes, let's do this thing. And there are going to be times where you don't want to. And it feels like the universe is against you and you just want to throw in the towel. That is not an indicator that anything is going wrong or that there's anything wrong with you or that you won't be successful. It's an indicator that you are a busy human living a dynamic life who has a lot going on. And sometimes that's just what what it's like. So that lack of motivation is not a, a reason to stop. We need to be consistent regardless. So just keeping in mind, when things are going smoothly, amazing, enjoy it. And also remember, it's not always going to be like that. And when it's not, you use those smoother times to remind yourself, I will get through this too. This storm is going to pass. And you said earlier that it helps you build resilience. And that's exactly it. Whatever you are challenged with is helping make you stronger and better equipped to handle something similar in the future. So just don't expect that it's always going to be smooth sailing. Know that the road is bumpy and that's fine. Um, And then the second thing is to, again, start really small and be realistic with how much am I asking myself to do right now? And given everything else that's going on in my life, is that feasible? So start where you are and give yourself the gift of no timeline. You don't need to put pressure on yourself to say, by this date, I need to be doing X, Y, Z, or I need to be weighing this much. Just decide, I don't want to be here. I know there are things I could could do to be healthier and start tackling them one at a time. You will find it so much easier to be consistent when you're not trying to do too much at once. And then once that, the first thing is sort of on autopilot and feels more natural, you add on the second. And over time, you'll look back and see you've, you've been consistent with all sorts of different things, but you haven't felt overwhelmed by them. And I would say the third piece of advice is to have some sort of way to track your consistency. It's very easy for us to focus on what we're doing well and and when things are going well and overlook the times that it's not and find ourselves in that like, well, I feel like I'm doing everything right and it's not working when in reality, we're just not doing it often enough. So I'm a big fan of a very kind of basic sticker chart. Use your calendar on your wall or print, print a blank calendar off whatever it is that you're trying to work on, give yourself a sticker or a check or a thumbs up or whatever for each day you do it so that throughout the week, throughout the month, you're able to see, 
how often am I showing up in the ways that I said I was going to? It's not to shame yourself, but it's to develop the awareness of, am I doing enough or are there obstacles in my way that I need to solve for? And it's also super motivating to see, you know, kind of the streak going or the the smileys adding up and helps you see that those small choices do add up over time and do make a difference. Um, and then I think the the last piece would be to really celebrate all of the wins along the way instead of, you know, not being proud of your business until you make your first 10K or your, your first 100K instead of saying, yeah, I've lost, you know, a couple pounds, but I still have so much more to go. Actually be proud of everything you do that's getting you closer, whether it's numerical or not. Notice my jeans zipped up a little better today. I made it through the day without uh, a second coffee. I'm cutting down on my evening snacking. A running list of all of those wins that you're having to help you see that you're positively impacting your life and that helps the momentum build and the consistency be even easier. I love everything that you said. And a couple of things that really stood out to me was one, the whole not putting yourself on a timeline. And I feel like as moms, we are notorious for doing that, saying, I'm going to do this by such and such date and everything. And not to say that it's bad in and of itself, but like you said, just taking that pressure off of yourself, but also to if you have this date in mind and you don't hit that goal by that date, you're going to be discouraged and you may, you know, end up saying, you know what, this isn't working. I'm not going to do it anymore. So I love that. And even just like you're saying, both in your business and your health, like don't put yourself on this strict timeline like that. Um, And then celebrating the wins, no matter how big or small. I absolutely love that. Because it is so true, like every win is a win. It doesn't matter how great it is or anything like that. Like you made a step forward, you made a change, you know, and you're and it's getting you to that ultimate goal. So every little win, it counts, it adds up and everything. So I love those tips. (laughs) Um, So we are wrapping up. But one question I love to ask my guests who are moms are, what is your number one mompreneur hack? So tell us, what is yours? (laughs) I would say the biggest thing that I've learned that I think would make an excellent hack for someone who has not yet learned it is to be intentional about my time and create a schedule for myself. I think any mompreneur knows how easy it is for business to spill into everything and monopolize not just your time and your energy, but also your thoughts and make it so even when you're physically present in mom mode, you're not mentally there. One of the biggest improvements for me was when I would set actual work hours of, you know, okay, either this is when my son's at daycare or now that he's a little bit older. You know, I told him in until this recording is over, you're going to be playing by yourself. But to lay out very clearly, these are work hours. These are family hours. These are my my hours. Time block your schedule so that you're making time for, for the things that matter to you. And then practice leaving work, shutting that stuff down, knowing that like it's not going to burn to the ground in the next six hours while you're doing mom stuff and to really focus on your time with your kids or your time with your spouse, that it's, it really is more about quality than quantity. 
Your kids would rather have you playing with them for an hour where you're actually there and you're enjoying the game and you're interacting with them and you're and you're asking questions and all that stuff than five hours of like kind of distracted, like, yeah, I'll be there in a second, like just one one minute, I'm trying to do some work thing. Nobody's enjoying that. So I think the the biggest hack is to sit down with your calendar and map out what am I doing when? And then like we're talking about, you know, be reliable, stick to that. And you'll find that you're more productive during your work time. You're more pleasant during your family time and you feel less guilt during your personal time because it's all planned for. Love that. That is an excellent hack. Well, thank you so much for just sharing with us about health and nutrition as mompreneurs and how to prioritize that. Um, But before we end our conversation, please tell my audience how they can connect with you and learn more about your services. Thank you so much. I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram. I have a Facebook group called Live Diet Free. You are more than welcome to join. You can find me on Instagram at esther.avant. I have a podcast called Live Diet Free, where we deep dive into exercise, nutrition, lifestyle, mindset-related topics. And lastly, you can find our everything, our freebies, our coaching, our get off the weight loss roller coaster quiz at estheravant.com. All right. Well, thank you so much, Esther. I am so glad that you were able to be on the show and just share with us all about health and nutrition. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a favor and leave a review? Leaving a review ensures this podcast reaches other mamas just like you. All right, mama, I'll talk to you again soon.